Ephesians chapter 1, verse 15 through 19 read, Therefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know what is the hope of his calling. What are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? And what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe according to the working of his mighty power? Lord, I ask for your grace to reside upon me as I bring the word of God that you have asked me to bring. Lord, begin to bring a word for your people that they need to hear, that they must hear, and allow them to receive it, what thus saith the Lord. Allow them not to look at me, my sinfulness, my wretchedness, my shortcomings, but allow them to see you and your glory so that they may receive the word that you will plant in their spirit Allow this word not to fall on thorny ground or shallow ground or rocky ground. Allow it to fall on good soil so that they may be edified in your name. In the name of Jesus, we do pray. Amen. Amen. As you take your seat, I just want to speak to you from the word power. Power. Oh, come on, somebody. They, 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 the songwriter said there's power, power, wonder-working power. Come on, somebody, in the blood of the Lamb. There's power. I don't know how I don't know if you understand how much power you have. Come on, somebody. You, you're fearfully and wonderfully made. You, you, you have power. The same resurrection power that raised Jesus from the dead resides in you. Come on, somebody. He gave you the paraclete. He gave you the advocate. He gave you the comforter. He gave you the helper in the form of the Holy Spirit. And you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Why? Because you have power. Jesus. But anyway, in verse 15 through 18, Paul is praying for us to receive all wisdom and revelation as we grow in the knowledge of God. For the light to expand in our hearts and minds so we might grasp the reality of our hope of God's eternal plan and purpose for our lives. Then when we think of our souls, then when we think our souls will burst with the vastness of all God has provided for us, we are bombarded with these powerful words in verse 19. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe according to the working of his mighty power? In verse 19 alone, Paul uses five different words to describe the vast power of God that is placed at our disposal as his children. The word translated exceeding depicts something that is far beyond our wildest expectations. It is the greatest of God's power. The first power 
mentioned refers to inherent power, power that is in our possession but dependent on our releasing it or activating it. Remember those old school cartoons, uh, one of the twin powers activated, and they would activate their powers by bumping, doing a fist bump. Come on, somebody. And then and they would get the power. You have to begin to learn how to ignite the power that's in you. Oh, my God. Let me calm myself down. I'm trying not to shout. Paul says, the inherent power of God is beyond our imagining. Immediately after Paul gives us a glimpse of the vast potential of power we possess in Christ Jesus, he mentions the working of his mighty power. Here, the word working is the word from which we derive the word energy from. It speaks of energy, his mighty power that is being expended, exercised, and put into full operation. Mighty power here means raw strength, literally an endowment of physical proudness. His power is made available towards us who believe. All of those who come through the door of faith have access to the full and exceeding greatness and limitness, limitlessness of God's power. God has unlimited resources ensuring that we can do all things that he has called us to do. He has unlimited capacity for taking us from where we are to where he desires us to be. That's why God calls you what your end result is and not what you are right now. He called you righteous even when you sin. He calls you king even when you're keeping sheep in the back of the pig pen. He calls you blessed even when you're the prodigal son. He calls you faithful even though you doubt like Gideon. He calls you Israel even though you were swindler with your name being Jacob. Come on, somebody. He calls you what he wants wants you to be. He doesn't call you what you are. He changed Abram's name to Abraham because Abraham means father of many nations. Come on, somebody. He changed Sarah's name to Sarah because Sarah means mother of princes and kings. Come on, somebody. He'll call you what he wants you to be and not what you are. That's why you can't hang around people that call you out of your name and call you something beneath what you're called to be because God continues to call you where you're supposed to be and not where you are. God says in Ephesians 19 and 20, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe according to the working of his mighty power which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set and seated him at the right hand in the heavenly places. See, in the Old Testament, the exceeding greatness of God's power was manifested when he parted the Red Sea and the Israelites were saved from the armies of Pharaoh. Even today in the Passover celebration, God reminds the Jews of his power by saying, am I not the God who brought you across the Red Sea? It was in the crossing of the Red Sea that they were supernaturally delivered from the enemy. For the believer, the exceeding greatness of God's power is displayed in the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. These verses 
verses say that God wrought his power in Christ at the resurrection. Wrought means to activate, prove oneself strong. God not only proved himself strong at the resurrection of Jesus, he proved himself stronger than any force of being in the universe. It is because of the resurrection of Jesus that we are delivered from Satan, the power of death and evil. When Jesus rose from the dead, taking the sting from death and victory from the grave, he proved forever that he is the Lord of all things. If Jesus conquered death for you, if he stepped up out the grave, why are you worried about gas prices? Why are you worried if Donald Trump go to jail or not? Will it affects your life? Who cares how much gas is? Because God shall supply all of your needs according to his riches in glory. You Keep looking at your job. You keep looking at your paycheck. Your paycheck is not your source. Man does not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeded out of the mouth of the Father, it don't matter how big or little your check is. God can provide for you because he's able. Oh, y'all don't hear me. He's, he's able to provide your need, but you keep looking at your job. Your job is not your source. Your job is seeds that you need to plant in the kingdom so them seeds can grow. You got to learn how to give and understand that God will give you a good measure, blessing, pressed down, shaking together, and running over. Ooh, some of y'all ought to shout when deacon spells get up to raise offering because that's your seed time and harvest. I don't know what about you, but I know if I open up an apple, I can tell you how many seeds in the apple, but I can't tell you how many apples in the seed. And when you begin to plant the seed in the ground, God begins to do an exceedingly, abundantly, above whatever you can ask, think, or imagine. Oh, as the Jews refer again and again of their deliverance from Egypt at the part of the Red Sea, Christians must never tire from recalling the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Don't forget, Jesus rose from the dead. What can stop you? If he conquered death, what in the world are you worried about? This, I, I, I always, when I begin to think about the goodness of God and think about how he raised from, rose from the dead, and we can get up here all day, and I can say, oh, Lord, <laughs> he died <laughs> on Friday, stayed in the grave all day Friday, stayed in the grave all day Saturday, but early, <laughs> early in the morning, he got up with all. And you shout because you believe it. But if you believe he conquered death, why you can't believe he can conquer poverty? If you believe he conquered death, why you can't believe he can conquer racism? If he conquered death, why you can't believe he can conquer sexism? If he conquered death, how can you believe, why can't you believe he can cure you from cancer? I don't understand how we can believe that Jesus got up in the midst of a tomb. Got up, made his bed. So secure, it said that he made his bed. My bed ain't made now. <laughs> I got up early today, five. It still ain't made. And I know I ain't going to make my bed. I wake up in a tomb. I ain't studying no sheets. Where the dough at? 
But we, we believe this because it's true. But if we believe in the resurrection, why don't we believe that we have the resurrection power? The same power that raised him from the grave, he gave it to us. And the same power that raised him from the dead, we can wield ourselves because the power of the Holy Spirit is in us. Yet we walk with a defeated mentality. It is the resurrection that assures us of our salvation. It is the resurrection that we have our greatest hope of eternal life. It is the resurrection that our faith in God is made secure. It is the resurrection that reveals the fullness of the power of God towards us. Is there any power greater than the power to restore something, life to something that's dead? Huh? Resurrection power is made available to us. Let the truth about God's power sink deep in your spirit. What seems dead in your life that God desires to be alive and made whole? Your marriage, huh? your professional life, your credit score, your business, your witness to God, your leadership, what? It doesn't matter what has died in your life. God can resurrect it if you have faith. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't say. Remember, he asked the young man in, in Mark chapter 9, he said, hey, uh, uh, he said, Jesus said, he, the man said, can you heal my son? And Jesus said, if you can believe, all things are possible to him or her who believe. If, if you believe I can do it, it shall be done because it's your faith that made you whole. It, he told the lady with the issue of blood, it's your faith that made you whole. He told the man who was being carried on the cot and lifted down through the, through the, through the, through the ceiling, he said, your friend's faith has made you whole. Come on, somebody. Your faith shall make you whole. You have to believe in it because you have power that's only ignited when you walk in your faith. God brings dead things to life as surely as he brought Jesus back to life. He restores them to wholeness and endows them with power and purpose. God not only gives life, he gives new meaning to life. He gives us eternal purpose. Let's look at 20 and 21 in the same chapter 1 of Ephesians, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand in heavenly places. You know why he seated him, right? He seated him because he didn't want him to get up. When they finished singing, we had them to sit down because their work is over. God said, Jesus, you come sit down right here because your work is over. You've given them the Holy Spirit. You died for them, and they have the same power that you have. Jesus said that you will do greater exploits in his name. I'll tell you this so many Sundays. Hebrews the, the, the angel said what is man and woman that you're mindful of them. You made everything to be subject under their feet yet they don't walk with everything subject under their feet. You given them power to walk in but they don't subdue the world like they're supposed to. The world is messed up because the church doesn't know the power that it has. You want to look around and see who with you. You want to look around and see who got your back. It don't matter who got your back. As long as God is for you, he'll send somebody to you if he needs you to get help. But it don't matter if he sends somebody or not. You better ask Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They didn't try to look for nobody to help them. They said, for God I live and for God I die. And if you throw me in this fiery furnace, we ain't going to burn because my God is going to protect us. You got to have faith and know that God is a deliverer and he's faithful to those who's faithful to him. 
care if you got my back or not. It'll be nice if you did, but I don't care because I know if I stand with God, he's going to stand with me. And when I've done all I can do, if I can just stand there flat-footed and understand that my God will rescue me and deliver me because as long as I got faith in him, he'll never let me outdo him. It says, for above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in which to come. When God resurrected Jesus from the dead, he set him at his right hand in the place of authority, of all authority. It is one thing, uh, it is one thing to understand and know about the power of God, but it is quite another to have the authority to use it and operate in his power. See, see, this is the crazy thing. The, the, the angels know you have power, and they get mad and jealous of you in Hebrews. What is man that you mind him? Why you gave them all this? Why you gave them all this? You didn't give us free will. You didn't give us this. And in fact, if they speak the, uh, with authority, we obligated to take care of them. When Daniel prayed, the, the angel was dispatched and said, I was caught up in the, in, in the prince, but the prince of Persia had me caught up in the second heaven. I was trying to get to you. The minute you opened your mouth, I was dispatched. The minute you open your mouth and speak it, God is already on the way. Sometimes he get held up because the second heaven, which is where the principalities are, try to block your blessing. That's why you say what is bound on earth is bound in heaven. And what's loose on earth is loose in heaven. He ain't talking about the third heaven where God is. God don't need to be loose and you certainly cannot bound God. Oh, you better learn that you're talking to that slippery serpent and let him know you in high places, baby. But I got spiritual authority and I come in the name of Jesus. You sitting these uncircumcised Philistines at my job in this next cubicle, but I come in the name of the army of the living God and in the name of Jesus. I don't care what trap they set for me. I'm going to get here at six in the morning, put some bloodstained oil up on this gold pole. You better, oh, you better tell that slippery serpent. You got authority. See, the problem is you keep speaking from the down to the up. You got to put yourself in the high place on the throne in the spirit and begin to speak down to those things because everything is under your feet because Jesus had all the power and he gave it to you and sat down. Ooh, there's a power. In you that you don't even know you have. He, he gave you the power. He gave you the Holy Spirit. You say it all the time, but do you know what you say when you say greater is he who is in me than he who is in the world? Do you really know what you say? What you saying is God himself lives in me in the form of the Holy Spirit. And I got the power to do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I don't care what resistance comes against me. My God said I can walk on serpents. He's not talking about real snakes. Leave them real snakes alone. He's talking about walking in worldly situations. Walking around crooked folk who trying to backstab you. But the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the righteous. So I step on this serpent. I don't care about who I do business with. I don't care if you're a Christian or not. If I put a contract together, baby, your wealth gonna be laid up for me because the wealth of the wicked... 
see, 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 y'all be too deep. You think the windows of heaven going to open up all that it don't mean. He just going to open up the windows and drop it all the time. If you want to have the wealth of the wicked, you got to have relationship with some of them. Not going out to eat and drink unless it's about business. But you need to make relationships. I ain't wrote a grant in my life. But Sentara give us money. I ain't wrote a grant in my life. But the government pay us to make sure we take care of the homeless. I ain't wrote a grant in my life. But because I have relationships with the people in the world, their wealth is laid up for me. Y'all got to understand, y'all too daggone deep. How can two walk together unless they agree? I ain't walking with them. I ain't agreeing with them. I ain't praying with them. But I am saying my church needs some money. And so I'm telling you what I need. Don't you end a business meeting conversation with me talking about what I want. I'm going to tell you. Yeah, see, some folks say it to y'all because you ain't going to ask. And they get used to saying it. But then when they come to a Negro like me, yeah, this is what I need. Need about $15,000 to do this, this, this basketball tournament. I need that. Uh-huh. You know, my next ask is, hey, we really going to go and do this commercial kitchen now. I know we're ready. I, I need some money for that. Give me some of this laid up wicked money. And some of them may not be wicked. It's just maybe it's from the worldly people. I don't care where it's come from. If the money is green, we're going to cash it. Somebody asked me one day, I don't want to say the whole story. They said, hey, so-and-so wrote a check and we know they don't like you. What we supposed to do? Cash it, you silly Christian. I thought you might. Why am I going to be offended? I don't care. They can cuss me out today if they're going to write another check. I sit there and take it for 20 minutes. Set me up an appointment. I don't care if they like me or not. Cast the check. God will make your enemy give to you because he's ill. See, some of y'all ain't blessed because you too daggone something. I'm trying to think of it. You, you, you're too daggone uh, uh, holy for no reason. Yeah, uh, uh, they, they even, I ain't going to take no money from the interior. That's worldly. Do you know some Negroes, about 20 of them, I, I hope they listening, left the church when we became incorporated because they said that's the devil. No, Negro, it's me not wanting the church bill on my credit. Well, I'm about to put my, my name on it, Deacon Dawson's name on it, Deacon Woody's name on it, everybody's name on it, they're going to leave. Let, it, let the Lord handle it. His bill, put it on him. We incorporated, and the only reason we're able to get the PPP loan and the other stuff is because we were incorporated. So many other churches couldn't get it because they weren't thinking business. Jesus said the people of the world are more shrewd than my people. He's telling you you're not handling your business. Holy Spirit going to handle it. No, the Holy Spirit would do exceedingly, abundantly, above whatever you can ask, think, or imagine according to the power that works in you. You have to do something. Faith without works is dead. You have the power. Jesus sat down. You have it. Let me, let me. 
I know I'm being crazy. At 11 o'clock, I'm hollering at 8 o'clock. Jesus. I'm going to go change like Deacon Ozzy put a suit on. Suit to calm me down. <laughs> Wardrobe. <laughs> Paul. Paul. See, Paul, Paul lists the specific powers and authorities over which Jesus has ruled. One is principalities. These are spirit beings, either angelic or demonic, who have rulership. He, they got power over angels, and you got power over demons. If you have power over the angels that God loves, why are you worrying about the devil again? Huh? If, if, if God gave you authority over angels that he loved, why are you worrying about the ones he hates? Huh? You feel me? I'm, 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 I'm going to just go on. I'm going to go, go, go somewhere else. I, I need y'all to get that. You believe Jesus rose from the dead, but don't believe you got authority over the demons that come against you. I don't understand that. You know when you die, you're going to live again. You know that. You're confident with that. Do you know that sounds very crazy? That you're going to die and raise up again. Do you know how crazy that is? Do you know how illogical that is? Do you know how many tweets I'm about to get because I'm telling you it's illogical? And they're going to be like, yeah, I told you it's illogical. But it don't matter because the ignorance, God used the ignorance of man to confine the wise. God said, my thoughts are not my th your thoughts. And my ways are not your ways. I do what I want to do. It doesn't matter. I use the foolishness of preaching. And people say, when I shout, yes, it's foolish every now and then, but it's delivering somebody but you. You got power of principalities. Powers referring to the powers that principalities or spiritual leaders will. So you got powers over them, and you got powers over their powers. I got power over you, and I got power over your power. So, so that's just like Superman. He got power over the enemy, and then when they pull a gun out and shoot him, he got power over the weapon too. So you got power over them, and then no matter what thing they throwing at you, you still got power because it's not going to touch you because you have the full armor of God on you, and no demon in hell can stop you because you have power. See, some of y'all scatter power. Power will scare you sometimes. See, that's why I love the X-Men. They, 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 because they, they, they humanize the powers of Christians. Because sometimes the power that you possess scares you. Because sometimes you don't know how to control it. When somebody don't like me, I know it before they open their mouth. But when I was little, you'd be like, Mama, they don't like me. But I just look crazy because I said it too early. They learn how to pr protect it. I learned how to be like... Man, mama, why she always do that? Because I'm setting it up. Because they don't know I know, but I already know. Because he gave me discernment, but I got to set it up to plan in their mind to see what I see. But when I didn't know how to control it at a young age, I looked like I didn't have no sense because they didn't quite see what they had done. And then my enemy became smart and knew how to do it in a way that was way more underground See, that's why I like Columbo. That's one of my favorite shows. Columbo always acts stupid, like he don't know nothing. Yeah. 
and he walks around and anytime he talking to that person the whole show and they and the dummy act you know that's the guilty person because Columbo already know you did it he just don't want you to know that he's gifted and sometimes we don't get our blessings and the enemy begins to set us up because we want to let everybody know what we know so I'm like oh, shut up what are you telling them what you know shut up they don't need to know you know that trying to look like you smart you look dumb to me because you're talking too early shut your mouth I just want to know, shut up. You got to learn how to be as wise as a serpent, but as gentle as a dove. You got to exegete that. That means you know what they know, but you shut up. Don't let the enemy know you know. But if I let the enemy know, I know. I know God and already blew their spot up. They already done. They just don't know it yet. You seen that Foster Mac when dude got knocked out, fell down, and got back up and fell down again? He was knocked out and didn't know it. Sometimes my enemies don't know they already done, but they done. Can I tell you something? I shake hands with some of the folk I know lying on me and got their stuff on the internet, but I need their money. But when God is done, with what he needs to be done with, I might let them know, but I don't care. Why? Because I got to walk as wise as a serpent, but as gentle as a dove. That doesn't mean you walking around here like, oh, Lord, oh, Lord. That means you know how to control your power. And you know how to be humble enough to let people even think you stupid, even though you know. Anyway, let me go on. I'll teach somebody something because some of y'all got discernment, but you talk too much. <laughs> Make me go to Run DMC. You talk too much. You... Number three. No, no, no. I said principalities, they got power over. You got powers over, over, over the powers of the principalities. And, and you got might. You got inherent power. You, you got power. You, you can take stuff other people can't take. Stuff that would have killed other people didn't kill you. Yeah. COVID took a lot of people out. You might have had it, but you're still here. Yeah. Come on, somebody. You, st you have walked through some things other people have not made it through. Yeah. Ooh, you got might. Yeah. <laughs> Dominion. The rule over territories. You, we got rule over here. Let somebody come and try to break in here. You got authority. You got dominion. You have power over certain principalities. You got power over certain regions. No demon in hell going to do it. Can I tell y'all a story? I was riding on this bus with the planning commission, and it was giving us a tour of everything because I'm on the planning commission, and we was riding around in the little bus, and I'm seeing all the little city and driving through downtown and over here. And they got to our church, and the tour guide said yes. And we were going to take this church at one time, but eminent domain, because this is a part of the Kmart thing that we were going to do. But I'm sure that pastor would be upset. He happens to be on the bus. <laughs> the crazy thing about it is we bought 
in an area that they were going to use to, to revitalize the city the same way that they supposed to do something with Kmart and the same thing they did something with the Ferguson building over there by our old building over there uh, uh, across tabs on Warwick and the, the same thing they, they doing over there by the courthouse. They were going to do to this. They were going to tear this down and they was going to give us fair market value. Come on somebody. But because of the imprint that we have in the city, they said this is a greater use for the, oh, y'all don't hear what I'm saying. You got dominion. Nobody can move you until God say you need to move because you got legal authority over regions and I'm trying not to scream and holler because I want you to know this. Dominion, the rule over territories and every name. Ooh, 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 ooh. I know I sent it to them late last night, but I'm going to make sure I get this to you. Every name. His name is above every name. Come on, somebody. And because you in him, your name above every name too. Oh. See, see, you getting caught up. See, we get caught up in your name bigger than West's name or your name bigger than Woody's name or your name uh, bigger, bigger than, than, than Dre's name or your name bigger than Peter's name. No, we ain't talking about names of people. Although, if they attack you, they must bow down. Oh, yeah, y'all don't hear me. But cancer is a name. You have authority. Disease is a name. You have authority. Poverty is a name. You have authority. The same authority that Jesus has, you have because even though he's the, oh, come on, somebody. Even though he's the only begotten son, come on, somebody. You are sons and daughters. You are adopted into the faith, and you have the same power that Jesus had. And so he said, when I went to the cross, then what I love about God, he said he went to the cross, and, and the devil thought he had him set up. He thought it was over. Then he realized, oh, Lord, if I kill this man, then I'm going to usher in grace. I don't want you to go. And Jesus said, no, the, tr- the joke's on you. Get ye behind me, Satan. I'm going to go to the cross, but don't get it twisted. Even though they're going to put nails in my hands, even though they're going to put nails in my shins, even though they're going to put a crown of thorns on me, no man take my life. I lay it down, and the same power that I used to lay my life down, I pick it back up again. Tell your enemies when you come against me and you think I'm down, I got the same resurrecting power of my Jesus. You can't destroy me. You can't kill me. I was talking uh, to a young lady that I do business with and they was upset because people were lying on them. And they were lying on them. That's ain't but three folk lied on you. My whole name on the internet. <laughs> Everywhere. Pastor doing this. First of all, if I'm black and guilty, I wouldn't be preaching. <laughs> I'd be walking with them little short step shackles. <laughs> I'm like, so many people think I did something wrong, but I don't care. 
Because you know all it's doing is giving me territory. Uh, Y'all don't hear me. See, I look at it differently. I look at it like this. As long as I didn't do anything wrong, as long as my name going through the internet, it's giving me territory. Because everywhere my foot tread, it's going to be mine. And I don't care how my name get there. I don't care if it's good news and bad news. I don't care. The church grew like 700 members quick in one year because of my haters. They were talking about me so bad, people came to church to see if I was as crazy as they said. And they were like, well, he is kind of crazy. But he ain't that kind of crazy. And then they began to stay. They began to say, so-and-so talked about you. That's why I came here. But I like this church. So my haters gave me territory. You better understand this. It don't... See, that's why they don't understand that you can't break me. My whole career has been elevated because of my enemies. People allow me when I was an assistant principal. He did this wrong. He did this. And the superintendent, superintendent would come down there and chastise me and, and say, oh, the paperwork is right. And they come down there, chastise me, oh, it, it's, it's right. Then they stopped coming. They started, they started emailing. And then, okay, ha, 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 ha. Then they started calling me. Man, they down here again. And they, we just, just tell me the story. And I'll be laughing. They be laughing. And they say, you know, I'm a principal. Why? Because my name had been in high places because the enemy was lying on me. And so I'm like 35 years old, one of the youngest principals in Atlanta because my haters began to advertise me because I couldn't say, hey, Mr. Superintendent, I'm doing a great job. They would hang up the phone. But when my enemies took a lot of them, they had to expect, inspect what I was doing. And when they came to see what I was doing, they saw it was right and said, oh my God, you operate in excellence. My enemy put my name in the... Stop crying about your enemies. They are free commercial. Your name and places, your name would never be if it wasn't for your haters. You cannot tell you, that's how David, if you really execute the text, that's why David got before the king. David said, what's going, what they going to give to the person that killed Goliath? They're going to give him his daughter. Oh, that's what they're going to do. And then they said, hey, we ain't going to, hey, hey, King, it's this little boy over here. He talking about all this junk, talking about he's going to kill Goliath. He said, well, bring him over here. The haters went to the king. The haters are the one that brought David face to face with Saul on the battlefield. Your haters are talking about you, but they're actually making you be noticed. Stop trying to orchestrate your own meeting. God is using your enemies to bring you a blessing. Your enemy is not a stumbling block. Your enemy is a stepping stool. (laughs) Let me hurry up because this side of the room, the kids look like they're tired. You must have went to the concert. (laughs) Ephesians 1, 22 and 23. It says, and hath put all things under his feet. And gave him to be the head over things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth 
and all and all. So if he the head and we the church and we he the head and he, he we the body, whatever my head get, my hands get, right? Whatever my hands get, my feet get. Because you can't give my head something without giving my whole body something because my whole body belongs to me. If my head is separated, I'm done. Huh? But if my head is connected, my head gets a blessing, but my body gets it too. And Jesus is the head of the church. So when you marry and have covenant relationship with the church, whatever God gives the church, he gives to you. Come on, somebody. And can I tell you what your church about to be in 2023? And I'm going to say it with my chest because I believe it. Your church about to be debt-free and mortgage-free. I'm believing it in the name of Jesus. I'm believing in that power and the same power that he going to bring us debt freedom. It's the same power he going to bring to you because you in covenant relationship. Because he has the power. I'm so petty. I just screamed for that hater lady. I think I blocked it anyway. <laughs> Paul uses a very forceful for half put. It literally means to set things in order. God has not only made every person and everything subject to the authority of Jesus Christ, he has set us in order by his authority. Everyone and everything in the created world is under the authority of and is set in order by Jesus Christ. Right? The problems in your career are under his feet. The corruption all around you is under his feet. Police brutality is under his feet. Racism is under his feet. And all the racism go on and all the police brutality go on because you are a child of God and a child of the kingdom. You supersede every principality and evil thing in this world because you connected to Jesus Christ and the same blessing and the same power that's endowed on him is endowed on you. And you can walk on the serpent of racism. You can walk on the serpent of sexism. You can walk on the serpent of unfair houses. You can walk on the serpent of poverty. Why? Because you have his name. And if you have his name, you have the power. Ooh, Paul reminded the Ephesians that God gave Jesus to be the head over all things of the church. He's the sum of, to, of the whole equation of life and things are, that related to the church. When everything is added up, the answer is Jesus. God has given Jesus as a gift to the church. We are the most privileged class of people ever assembled in the history of the world because our leader, our master, our king, our Lord is Jesus. And Jesus said, you can have everything that's in my hand. I endow you with the same creative power I have. I gave you the Holy Spirit. And the same way that I spoke the world into existence, you can speak your world into existence. The power of life and death is in your tongue because Jesus gave you the trying not to scream it. Ephesians 1.23 says, which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. Ephesians 1.23 is a revelation of the relationship between Jesus as the head of the church and the church as his body. 
This scripture sums up all the wealth we have in Jesus Christ. In the natural human being, the head always commands the body. But in the spiritual reality of the body of Christ, Jesus is much more than our commander. He is our life. He's life. His life literally flows through us and he gives us and directs us with his wisdom and empowers us with authority. Jesus is everything a human being could ever dream of, hope or desire for. He is God's grace and glory expressed toward us. See, Colossians says he's the fullness of the Godhead bodily. You don't need no else shall die. I just got to know it so Deacon Garvey can know I know a, a word. You know, El Shaddai is a God above our God. You don't need to know Jehovah Shalom is, is his peace. You don't need to know Jehovah Nisi is his victory. You don't need to know all that stuff. You know, Jehovah McKinnis is here. You don't need to know all that stuff. You don't need to know Jehovah Rapha is, is, is a healer. You don't, you don't need to know any of that stuff. All you need to know is Jesus. Huh? You ain't got to know the Hebrew, the Greek, and the Swahili. I just got to study to show myself approved. All you got to know is Jesus. You don't have to call him by his name, Adonai. You don't have to call him by his name. See, they had to call him by whatever they wanted from God. They had to know the Greek or the Hebrew name to call him for what they wanted. If they needed a victory, they had to call him Jehovah Nisi. If they needed a peace, they needed to call him Jehovah Shalom. If they needed, if they needed a sanctified, they had to call him Jehovah McKinnis. If they needed, if they needed, a, if whatever they needed, they needed a healing, they had to call him Jehovah Rophe. Whatever they needed, they had to know the name of God. But all you got to say is Jesus. Because he has the power. I don't know why I keep saying power so low. He got the power. In him, we are chosen, predestined, made holy without blame, accepted, redeemed, and forgiven. In him, the mysteries of God's eternal will and purpose is made known. In him, we are God's personal treasure and inheritance sealed by the Holy Spirit. In him, we grow in the knowledge of God to possess his wisdom and revelation. In him, the eyes of our understanding are enlightened, our eternal hope and calling made sure. In him, we have authority over every evil force that opposes God and his children. Jesus is the one who feels all in all. Jesus uses all the resources of heaven and earth to fill us to overflowing spiritually, mentally, emotionally, socially, and physically. There is nothing he cannot and will not do to see his body succeed. He loves you beyond measure. He loves you more than you love yourself. I need you to talk to him. I want to have a little talk with Jesus. Let him know all about your troubles. He will hear your faintest cry. And he will answer by and by. And now when you feel a little prayer wheel turning. And you'll know that a little fire is burning. You'll find a little talk with Jesus. will always make it right. He will do whatever you need him to do. He is your doctor. He is your lawyer. He is your comforter. He is your psychiatrist. He is your supervisor. He's your deliverer. He's your liberator. He's whatever you need. He's whatever you need. The songwriter told me that he walks with me and he talks with me and he tells me that I'm his own. I'm not the devil's. I'm not yours. I belong to the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. I was bought with a price. 
I was covered by the blood-stained banner of Jesus Christ. When I'm sick, I just say Jesus. When I'm sad, I just say Jesus. When I'm upset, I just say Jesus. When I got an infirmity, I just say Jesus. When my enemy comes at me like a mighty flood, I just say Jesus. When they around me, I just say Jesus. When they conspire against me, I just say Jesus. Jesus, Jesus is something about that name. When I say Jesus is something about that name. Sickness, whisper Jesus. Hey, unrighteousness, Jesus. Hey, I don't need to know El Shaddai, Elohim, El Shaddai, Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Rophi, El Elyon, El Elyon. I don't need to know Yahweh. All I got to say is Jesus. He has the power. Can I take it back? Don't leave me. Follow me. I'm going to take you back to how the old school saying, so you can know what he's saying. They said he died on Friday, stayed in the grave all night Friday, stayed in the grave all day Saturday. But early, early on Sunday morning, he got up with all power in his hand but what they forgot to tell you was after he got up with all the power after he got up with all the authority after he got up with all the strength he said i'm gonna give you this power in the form of the helper in the form of the comforter in the form of the paraclete in the form of the holy ghost and you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Not a little thing, not some things, not most things, not almost all. But you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Oh, it's funny. I looked up power and it gave me endowment power. It told me about how power could be used in certain ways. It told me about might. It told me about prowess. It told me about dunamis. It told me about all these different powers and authority. When I looked up, when I looked up another word, I'm trying to remember which one I looked up. I looked up feet and it began to talk about different feet and different body parts and different ways feet could be used in the Hebrew and Greek. I began to look up, do you love me? And it's so many different kinds of love. There's Eros love and there's agape love and there's friendship love and there's so many forms of love. But when I looked up all, I looked it up in the Greek. I looked it up in the Hebrew. I looked it up in Swahili. And no matter what I saw 
all men all. You can do all things. What business are you trying to start? You can do all things. What jam you in? You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. It ain't nothing you can't do. You better tell that voice in your head when they tell you what you can't do, then it better sit down. You better take that thought into captivity because you can do everything. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Don't you let your teacher tell you what you can't do unless you're being bad or something. <laughs> Got to get him a disclaimer. You can't just... My pastor said I can write on the wall if I want to. I ain't say that. You can do all things. If you want to be a doctor, you can be a doctor. One school I was at, I'm going to say it, I don't care. Uh, my, my counselor was mad. I had got accepted in the University of Miami and accepted in all these Ivy League schools. And then I went to Albany State because my SGA advisor wanted me to go there. That's where she went. So I went. The first speech I heard from a motivational speaker that they brought in there that looked like me. He said, it was 1992. I was about five years old. <laughs> in 1992, he said, that would never be a black president. I said, what? I set an appointment to go talk to the dean over student academic affairs. And I said, how in the world y'all going to bring somebody here to tell me that'll never be a black president? He said, it won't. I ain't had no cell phone, had to go to my dorm room, because you know they ain't had cell phone back then, don't think. Hey, mom, I can't go here no more. No, nah, man, they say they ain't gonna never be no black president. She said, what? I said, okay, this must be my real mama then, because she would have said the same thing. I couldn't have went home. They said, there'll never be a black president. And she said, okay. So my wife just gone to a white school and gone to get used to racism early. I ain't going to go to this black school telling me what I can't be. Telling me there'll never be a black president. 2008, you had a black president. Huh? I was like, I would not subject myself to a covering of a school that's telling me what I can't do. If I'm going to go to a black school that's going to tell me what I can't be, I'm going to go to a white school, get used to racism, so I'll be used to it when I get out of school. I, mean, I expect them sometimes to tell me what I can't do, but I don't expect it from nobody that look like me. I don't care if you black, white, or whatever. If you're a Christian, you better not never tell nobody what they can't do. Because you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Because he has the power. And when he got up on that third day, with all power in his hands, he endowed us with that power. The same power that turned water into wine. Don't get happy, alcoholics. The same power that split the Red Sea. The same power that pulled him out the grave after he was crucified. It's the same power that lives in you. Greater is he who lives in you 
than he who lives in the world. Can't nothing stop you. God lives in you. And because he endowed Jesus with all the power and authority, he gave all that power and authority to you. There's nothing you can't do. Walk in your power in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Amen.